welcome to another edition of the Right Wing Vegan Podcast. I am Scott. Hope you guys had a nice weekend. Mine was pretty good. Mine was pretty low-key, which is basically everything that I want in a weekend, right? You get out of the stress of the week, you want to slide into your weekend, have a pretty low-key weekend. I always hate the weekends where I have a bunch of stuff uh, that's already been kind of like planned out for me or decided, like, I'm the type of person, and maybe this says a lot about me, where I'll make plans, but then the day of comes, and I'm just like, ugh. I don't know why I feel that way. Like, maybe that's a sign of, like, something serious or something. I don't know. I just do. I just feel that way, because I like my days to be unplanned. I'm the type of person that I like to ride with the winds. And when the winds are predetermined for me, it's, like, less exciting for me. I don't know. Maybe that makes me an explorer and adventurous, and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Anyways, thank you for joining me today. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, share the show, do all of the things. We're currently going through a rebranding. I talked about this several episodes ago. Now we're going to rebrand the channel, and then we're going to post more on YouTube and more of these podcasts, and hopefully we're going to have a website up where I'm going to do some blogging, you know, in case you want to read some of my thoughts. If you prefer to consume your media that way. We'll provide it for you. I think, on all honesty, the rebrand's going to happen at the beginning of May. So we're going to stick with the Right Wing Vegan name through March. We've already rebranded ourselves on Twitter. You can follow me at Vegan Wing on Twitter, um, but you'll see that we're a little different on there. I think we're going to follow that type of trend into the show. Do those sorts of things. Uh, the reason being, I just, look, well, I'll do a whole episode on that because there's a lot to unpack there on why we're rebranding. But I think it's important to discuss because a lot of people are giving me guff about it, and I, I do want to share that. But today, we've got bigger issues to talk about, right? Obviously, the American uh, border crisis, the Biden border crisis, is currently in, in effect. It is underway, and it has been nuts. So as, as expected, and I think we should have expected this. We, we definitely, some of us did expect this. I think it, if you go back and you listen to past episodes of the show... When Biden was the nominee, actually when all of the nominees were up there and they were talking about their border plans and their plans to grant amnesty and legal status to many, many, many illegal immigrants and with them planning on offering free health care to illegal immigrants and giving stimulus money to illegal immigrants. I think anybody with a, a, a modicum of common sense would know that that is going to create an influx of illegal immigration into the United States, right? And that makes sense. I mean, if you think, okay, here's a good example of why you should have expected this if you were leftists. So leftists were arguing at the time that, no, 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 no. And even if it does, we should just let them all in. That's fine. Well, you run out of money, okay? Let's take um, Black Friday, okay? Everybody goes shopping on Black Friday because the deals are, are so great, right? Right now, now, you can debate whether or not that's true. I personally don't think they're as great as they, they seem, but, but to the common person the deals seem great if you can get a 4k hdr tv uh for 300 that seems like a great deal right so you're gonna go and you're gonna buy that tv now you're not gonna look into the specs whatever but you're gonna buy that tv so that's gonna bring a lot of butts to the store you're gonna bring a lot of people to the store so that they can rush in to see if they can get one of those tvs the problem is there's a limited number of those tvs there's only so many of these tvs to go around so if you only have 12 TVs, but you have 75 people standing outside waiting for a TV, you create crazy demand for the TV, but you can't 
provide the supply. Now that creates aftermarkets. This is there's a lot of arguments around our drug problem that are that that you could tie into supply and demand and talk about that. But the point is when you offer up all of this free stuff to people, they're going to stand in line, right? They're going to try to get in because they want the free stuff and make no mistake about it. When the Democrats were running for office, that was their plan. We watched many a debate when they all stood up there and they all said that they were going to give money to illegal immigrants. They were going to grant amnesty to uh, illegal immigrants. They were going to provide them with college, free college, free health care, free, free, free. We all heard them say it. And if you don't think that illegal immigrants across this world heard them say it, you've never watched news programs from around the world. They talk about the United States. They talk about American news. The American news cycle dominates many of the news cycles from across the globe. Have you ever watched Australian news? You know what they talk about a lot? American politics. Because America's policies affect the world, right? So, of course, they talk about American politics and, of course, they they talk about the debates. And so people hear this and they think, well, I'm going to the United States now. Why wouldn't I go now? I'm going to be granted citizenship. I'm going to be given all these freebies. Why wouldn't I go? My, my life sucks here. Why wouldn't I go? But again, the amount of resources are limited. So when you continuously allow people to come in. You're, you're testing our resources that are already tested by the, the population that, that currently lives here. So this creates all kinds of problems. We know that. And we all saw this coming. Well, the Biden administration apparently didn't. And they are, you know, there, there, there are so many people coming in that Border Patrol can't handle it. Our facilities weren't built to house this many people. So you're running into two problems. Many of the same problems that Obama faced when he was president, right? And overcrowding in these facilities, people just pouring in, Border Patrol giving up because morale is down. Um, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And, and that's what we're seeing. And many of these facilities right now are overrun. The conditions are super poor. So people are definitely being held in cages, especially kids. Um, there's there's an, an incredible amount of children who are being sent over across the border without parents accompanying them. Now, many of their parents already live in the United States of America. I've heard that. But also, you have smuggling going on. You have human trafficking going on. This is all just such a mess. And it's a mess that Biden cannot get under control. And it's a huge problem for his administration because, you see, the lefties, the lefties are not going to be happy with the conditions that these folks are being housed under. At least they shouldn't be. And what this does for us is it outs the grifters, right? Because if you were upset about kids in cages, you should be ex- upset regardless of who the president is, right? That If the idea was that kids in cages is what's upsetting you, whether Obama's putting them in cages, Trump's putting them in cages, or Biden is putting them in cages, you should be equally upset. However, we are seeing outrage, you know, from some people. Some people are outraged at Biden, which good. But there are those folks who were incredibly outraged under Trump who have nary a word to say now that Biden is president. And those are the grifters. So if you're on the left and you're wondering who really speaks for you, who really speaks for your values and your morals, that's that's the litmus test, okay? And AOC is failing that litmus test right now, and she's being called out for it very heavily on Twitter. So AOC is, is basically mum. She's mum on the whole subject. She was incredibly vocal. She went down to the border and did that photo op. It was complete BS. It was completely faked. 
But it was basically pictures of her weeping in front of a cage. It was just so fake as she's wearing her $1,000 outfits. She's sitting in front of these cages weeping. Incredibly fake. Incredibly pandering. Virtue signaling out of the butt. But that's what she did. And then she was very vocal about it when Trump was president. But Biden's president now. And she's not saying a word. Now, when the left does open their mouth, they're blaming the orange man. So this is obviously the orange man's fault. Um, because the, the, the going argument right now coming from the white house is that the, the Trump administration handled things so poorly that now that Biden is in charge, you are seeing a mass influx of immigrants because compassion is back in the white house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all BS. You can read the BS in that statement. Um, Biden's kicking these people out. Biden's holding these kids in cages. Biden is doing the same things that Trump did. Actually, some of the facilities that Trump closed because of the poor conditions of those facilities, Biden has reopened. So Biden is doing, Biden is keeping harsher conditions for people at the southern border um, than Trump did. But Biden is getting a quarter, an eighth of the criticism that Trump did when Trump was president. So it just, again, what, what this does for the right, or for really anybody, who's not a crazy person is it frames the conversation more truthfully, right? Because you see now that the border is an incredibly complex issue. We want to secure our borders because that's what makes a nation a nation is borders without borders. What are we? We're not, we're not a country, you're a country because of your borders, right? Obviously different countries have different cultures, have different morals and beliefs and values. And, and having a, a border, you know, allows you to, I, I, I hate to say this, it sounds so rude, but it is true, but to control some of that, right? You know, you, there, there's conflict. When you take people who live life a certain way, have a certain set of beliefs, and you mix them with people who have a different set of beliefs, you see conflict. We see this within the United States of America. Now, imagine individuals who believe that gay people should be thrown off of roofs onto spikes. Those people, which exist, moving to the United States of America, bringing that ideology with them. Now, you can accept culture. Culture, you should. You should accept differences. Differences are okay. But when you have such a moral difference that's so large and involves harming other people, that's one where conflict might be necessary um, to protect people, right? And, and you want to prevent that conflict at all costs. So how you do that is you, you keep those people on their side of the world and you don't allow that type of ideology to, to, to infect the United States. Now, I know people are going to say, that's censorship. That's censor it's not censorship. It's just facts. You don't want war. You certainly don't want war in your country. You got to protect your country, right? You got to protect your values and your morals. There's nothing wrong with that. And you're not censoring those ideas because people are allowed to say that. But what you don't want is for that to manifest and become the majority. And you're not necessarily controlling the speech. Again, people are allowed to say whatever they want, but you know, it is true that some people cannot live with other people. That is just true and factual, right? And, and it's just better to keep, keep that separated. Also, you know, you have a limited number of resources and you need to use those resources for the people who live in your own boundaries, your own borders first, 
And then if you have an abundance, you can allow more people in. But if you don't, you need to prioritize your resources. I don't think there's anything wrong with what I'm saying. It's a balance, right? You want to be you want to be cordial and you want to understand humanity and the needs of others. But individuals who are migrating from, you know, th there are closer countries in a lot of these instances than the United States, but they're coming to the United States because they know they can thrive here. You can still allow people to leave war-torn areas, but maybe have them go somewhere else. But, you know, we knew, and I'm going to circle back a little bit, we knew, I hate saying that, that Biden's policies were going to incentivize parents to send their children to the United States. The Epic Times is an article right now where they kind of highlight this. Um, uh, you know, using the epictimes.com, we look here, uh, here's a quote, the administration's policy of resettling any 17-year-old or younger who was trafficked to our borders is a global policy of family separation. What they're saying to every family on planet Earth is split off your own children and put them into the hands of coyotes and cartels if you want them to gain entry to this country. That, that's true. That's true. And that's a quote by Stephen Miller, uh, an advisor to President Trump. And, and basically what he's highlighting here is that people, instead of working through, you know, actual legitimate humanitarian refugee programs, which exist and are reputable, but there's a process you have to go through. What the Biden administration, by through its policies, through its promises, are encouraging people to give their children to bad people, to coyotes, to to uh, traffickers. Trusting their children to traffickers and saying, okay, take my kid to the United States because my kid will have such a better opportunity in the United States. Now, there's obviously like as a someone who can put myself in the shoes of a good parent, this is something I would never do. I would never give my kid up, right, especially to some stranger. But in some of these areas, in some of these countries, conditions are so poor, they're doing this. You can debate that all you want. Should these parents even get their kids back after making such a decision? Well, that's something you can debate. I don't live where they live. I don't know how bad the conditions are. And I'm not, as much as I can say, oh, that's such bad parenting. I'm not going to put myself in their shoes because I, I don't know. It's hard to speak about things I don't understand or that I'm ill-advised of. But that was the difference between the Trump policy and the Biden policy, right? Trump was a little harsher on immigration but when you start to look into the motives as to why, it's because it actually is the more humane thing to do. When you aren't as harsh on immigration, you open the door to some of the consequences that brings, right? And that's human trafficking. That is drug trafficking. That is child slavery, sex slavery, things of that nature, because you're being less you're scrutinizing less, you're allowing more and more people in, and bad actors are going to be bad actors. This is something that I think the left always has a problem, right? And, and it goes into that great debate of Marxism, where people always argue for Marxism and communism on paper. Every argument you ever hear for communism is always based upon a perfect world scenario with perfect human beings. But the truth is we don't live in a perfect world and human beings are far from perfect. So to assume that human beings are uncorruptible or that there exists uncorruptible human beings is a fallacy in your argument 
And it creates this situation where you are arguing for the perfect scenario. The same thing goes with the border. The left thinks perfect scenario, right? We open the borders. We allow all of these individuals to come in. We give them a job. We give them an income. They get housing. And now we're taking care of all of these people, which is what we want to do. We want to take care of people. Well, no one wants people to starve. No one wants people to go without housing. But it's also not racist and it's not unhumanitarian to think about the conditions that these people will go through to cross the border. And when you have such a huge influx of people, obviously, that's, those conditions are going to be impacted. But when you open the door wide open, while you're letting good people in, it's also not racist to say that you're letting bad people in. Remember the whole coyotes comment? Trump made a comment about coyotes and the left went absolutely nuts. And they thought he meant legitimate coyotes because they just don't understand. Because for some reason, leftists tend to think perfect world scenario. I don't know why, because they also think that white people are terrible. But they're it's absolutes, right? It's always absolutes with the left. Whiteness is bad. All white people are bad. All immigrants are good. Those are absolutes. Neither one of them are, is true. You have good white people, bad white people. You have good people, bad people. And you have good immigrants and bad immigrants. And you have people, because they can make money, and we know how financial windfalls can corrupt people. So you have people who see an opportunity to make money, and they're going to do it. And when you look at the, the U.S.-Mexico border, you know Fox News has a story where traffickers are earning as much as $14 million a day to to traffic in individuals into the United States. So trafficking is a multi-billion dollar industry that is booming right now because there's high demand. And these aren't good people doing this. These aren't people with good intentions. These are criminal organizations that are trafficking in women, children, families, single adults. They're bringing them in through the US-Mexico border. They're making money for the transaction. But they're also, in a lot of instances, being paid by a third party who wants to take advantage of these individuals for labor or sex or, or ETC. This is, in fact, happening. And to ignore it because you want to live in a perfect world is actually rather damaging to the individuals who, who want to come over. It's damaging to them because you are living in a fairy tale we're not acknowledging what's actually going on and we're not doing anything to stop it. Many of Trump's border policies were to prevent this, this from happening. Trump was the most active president when it comes to issues like human trafficking, which is an incredibly massive issue in the United States today, only getting bigger now because of some of the policies of the Biden administration. But Trump did something to stop it besides the fact that he gave tons of money to human trafficking organizations to research to prevention all of that i think it was 500 million dollars his immigration policies made it incredibly difficult to traffic someone into this country but that also comes to the limit right there's an amount until border patrol gets overwhelmed and they can't do what they normally do and that's where we're at so you have this multi-billion dollar industry, the seedy, awful industry where criminals are trafficking people in, thriving because of the Biden administration. 
big tech is thriving because of the Biden administration. These large corporations are thriving because of the Biden administration. And when you start to tie this in, you see why certain people support. You know why big business loves illegal immigration? Because it's low-wage folks who are coming into this country. It's people who are willing to work under the minimum wage. So wealthy people love illegal immigration because, and you hear them say it, they say it low-key, like celebrities, right? Celebrities advocate for illegal immigration, and then low-key they say things like, we need gardeners, we need people to work on our lawn and people to serve us. And it's like, that's how you view illegal immigrants. You view them as servants and garden workers. And the reason they do is because they're much lower cost than what an American would require to do that job. You can pay them under the table and you can pay them much lower than minimum wage. Wealthy people will pretend like they care about human being. But no, they see that human being as a worker, as labor. Which is why I find it very interesting that communists, that people who would support the working class with the air quotations, would be pro-illegal immigration because it actually takes jobs from the working class, gives them to illegal immigrants who are willing to do the job for a lot less money. Now, South Park would mock this argument, the whole, they take our jobs argument, but, but it is in fact true. You can make fun of it all you want. You can mock it all you want. That doesn't make it any less true, right? Just because SNL tells a joke or South Park tells a joke about this, it doesn't make it any less true. And the truth is, these individuals are willing to work for less because less here is much more than what they had there. And that does take one job out of the market for a U.S. worker, which does impact the job market because when you start to add them up, there they are. These are just truths. You can argue with them all you want, but it's truths. Now, this $14 million a day that these human traffickers are making, where do you think that money's coming from? Where do you think the money comes from to protect the borders, to protect the country from individuals coming in? It comes from the U.S. taxpayer. And when you create a backlog like this, when you create such a, 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 a catastrophe, you need more people to clean it up. That's more taxpayer dollars that are going to go down there. Uh, what do they say? Prevention always costs less than, than, you know, fixing the wound, right? It's, it costs much less to take a pill to prevent a heart attack than it does to stitch you up, pre- perform the surgery, and fix you after the heart attack. So prevention is always cheaper than, than you know, when you're actually in the situation trying to manage the catastrophe. So we could have paid less to prevent this, but we didn't, and now we're going to have to pay to to stitch up the holes if Biden even chooses to do that. Because the other dark secret is the more of these illegal illegal immigrants that you make citizens, the more votes you have for the Democrat Party. And that's what the party cares about. They want to churn out votes so that they can hold power and then they can continue to fund their, their donors and they can continue to churn and burn this, this cycle. And then what does China care about? Well, China's infected the corporations so much. It's infected the Democratic Party that it is gaining power as the Democrats gain power. It is gaining power as some of the establishment Republicans hold power. It's gaining power as corporations gain power. And now you have China controlling the United States interests. That's already happening, by the way. You don't think China has a hand in Black Lives Matter. You're a crazy person. But I wanted to touch on the border crisis today because it's it's an issue. And I know a lot of news agencies are doing a great job of covering it. The Epic Times, Fox News, uh, some of your more like Tim Pool, some of your more like, you know, fringe, I guess I'd say fringe 
independent journalists are covering it. And it's important to cover it because it's, it's a huge issue. Biden ran on the idea that he was going to close the, 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 the agencies where the cages were, right? And he's not. He's opening more cages. Um, so that's what I have today. And that's what I have today. And I want to, I'm glad that I could highlight that for you. Well, we're going to talk more about this, but I want to thank you guys for joining today. We will see you again tomorrow.